0: Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtagbasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out. Hashtag basketball.com. Also, ThriveFantasy.com, a new way to play daily fantasy. Do you like prop betting? Do you like daily fantasy? Do you like winning money from people who are not good at those things? then go to ThriveFantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB. Go to get a free $20 on your first $20 deposit. ThriveFantasy.com. I'm Rose, Mike Catron. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Michael, it is a crazy day in the NBA, is it not?
0: It, abs- it absolutely is. It's always actually feels a little like every day is kind of crazy, uh, games- you know, uh, blowout games that you, you're not expecting, uh, big wins by underdogs uh, as the, as the season kind of gets into its back to backs. Like I'm very interested in following like how detrimental the back to back is on some of these teams.
1: Oh well, and, and it'll be interesting to see like some of them go for like the auto loss, which I can never quite figure out what they like if they're going to rest like two or three guys, they rest them all on the same night. Instead of like resting one and then resting two, like um it's just a strange the back to back thing with the resting is is, all has become a very strange phenomenon in general and it will probably be only be worse um in this COVID era.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be hard to kind of keep track of how teams do it. It seems like uh you're gonna have to just pay attention before before games. You know, Westbrook uh was not supposed to play in his um in his back to back. Um, and then he ended up, you know, uh, playing in the first one, not playing in the second one, instead so of vice versa. So you know, we'll, we'll see how if that's the the same cadence, or if they're going to go by matchups, um, or if some Westbrook to, just
1: Raúl Neto getting spicy in that Wizards Magic game on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Um, Raúl Neto. Like, if Westbrook's going to be out, well, Raúl Neto is now a standard league player. Yeah, but the crazy part
1: was, wasn't Ishmith playing in the, as the backup point guard and Neto, like, wasn't even playing? And then for some reason he got the start that had 22 points. Like, it was just a strange
0: thing. Yeah, dude can, uh, dude can ball. Uh, so, you know, uh, pay. You, you, I think those are the, the finer points to pay attention to. Who is uh, getting minutes coming off the bench? Not just... During a regular season, full-strength matchup. But does the coach completely switch up the lineup when it comes to back-to-back sitting? Uh, I think you're going to be able to exploit a lot of fringe players that way, including Ra- Raul Neto.
1: I like how you think his name's Raul.
0: I think it, it should be. Oh, I like did. Raul. <laughs> okay, I think Raul. Raul. Dude, he's how cool.
1: how Oh, like a, like, like a fox or whatever that thing is that howls. What's this thing that howls? Wolf? Wolf. A wolf. Uh, I'm bad with animals. You're bad with names. I'm bad with animals. I don't know what any animal does.
0: I feel like maybe like for society, it's better to know. Well, if you're out in the woods, it's better to know what animals do, but uh, hanging around, talking to people and specifically talking about, uh, Basketball players on an NBA podcast seems like it might be better to know names than animals. So has Stan Van
1: Gundy become Tom Thibodeau? That's a question I have.
0: Ooh, that's a, that's a very good question. What is – uh, do you, has is Tom Thib, Thibodeau become Stan Van Gundy? Oh, Body Switch. I've seen that movie. It's called Freaky Friday, I think. Uh, I, w- I would watch a Freaky Friday with Tibbs and Stan Mann as the main characters.
1: I mean, I always like Stan Van when he called games. So in Tibbs, I mean, I don't know. I think he might just yell at me. But if he was on the TV, I'd be afraid.
0: I'm afraid of him. I, mean, I can't like I, I, I I'm not watching the game, or I haven't seen him lately. I'm still afraid of out. The
1: scariest part is when he gets his voice all hoarse, and then he tries to yell still, and then he just sounds like
0: super strange. He's not going to stop yelling. Like even if he's got a bad voice, he's certainly not going to stop yelling at you.
1: (laughs) So then he just like can't talk, and it's just uh, just too funny, just too good.
0: Tibbs, Uh, shout out to Tibbs. Shout out to the recently retired Jochem Noah, who uh, Tibbs was a favorite. And shout out to all you guys, uh, all you listeners. You are here to talk about the kind of we're kind of doing a little bit of like a, a, a a mix between um you know hottest pickups um hot trends cold trends players that are being that are um that being picked up off the waiver wires that we're seeing at a higher rates than other players we're kind of mixing that in with kind of like a review of week one too now is the most important time to hit the waiver wires tyler uh this is when you are going to find out um You're gonna find a diamond in the rough. You're gonna find a guy off the waiver wire who ends up being incredibly important to your team, and a couple guys that I think um, that I've seen uh, and a couple guys that I've picked up, um, I think are 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 going to make the difference in 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 a couple of my leagues. Uh, And they're and they're mostly young guys. Like I'm looking, I'm I'm focusing on younger players and uh one of the ones that i think if he's still out there 100 i think you got to pick up darius garland uh second year player he seems to have just completely stopped any discussion about a, any sort of guard rotation in cleveland uh at all and um he's currently averaging like nine assists a game like i think that might go i I think that's a little high i think that's going to go down he's also shooting about 60 percent. obviously that's going to go down too but a starting guard with good assists decent rebounds and over a steal a game off the waiver wire i i don't you you normally cannot find that
1: well and i think we talked about garland before in the sense that he really didn't play much of a college season, right? I mean, he got hurt. He played a very limited number of games. And so last year was kind of his first post-high school experience. Um, he's playing a ton of minutes, which you like. Um, he's not gonna shoot as well as as he's shooting. You mentioned that, but I mean, even last year, like you look at the numbers in 30 minutes a game, 31 minutes a game, he was 12, 2, 4, and to on 1.8 three-pointers made like that's not a bad stat line you know you get a little bit better in and all those categories you know get that up to 15 maybe get like two and a half three rebounds get yourself up to like four four and a half five assists you know he quickly becomes a, a fairly interesting fantasy option
0: absolutely i think that's someone i would have said oh uh, yeah probably maybe occasionally a stream type of player uh but now i think my my tone has has changed quite a bit uh, he's still, you know, that that field goals percentage is gonna definitely go uh, way down. But if he can, you know, and small sample size theater guys don't get don't get too excited. Uh, but this is someone who's now gonna average over a steal a game while being a starting point guard. That's that's a game changer.
1: Yeah, it can be right for sure. Um, and and we mentioned this, I think, every year for the last five years is you know, pretty much every starting point guard probably should be owned just because, you know, volume, they're going to have the ball in their hands, they're going to do things, and usually that works out to some pretty good fantasy value.
0: Uh, Tyler, who was who I guess, a player that you've been uh, picking up in a lot of your leagues? You're, I know you play in a lot deeper leagues than I do, so maybe, um, maybe there's someone out there that's uh, really surprising that could be a standard league relevant player and they're still available in, like, deep leagues.
1: Well, so here's two guys i've been I've been I've been having my eye on, and I think I've mentioned this before. And I think we might be able to roster both of them. And it's Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher. okay? I like yeah, both, I feel like both have been good. I feel like Boucher might get enough blocks that he's kind of useful, even if he's the one playing the last minutes. And I feel like Aaron Baines can, you know, kind of do just a little bit of three pointer, a little bit of rebound, a little bit of block, decent points. I feel like maybe both guys could be owned.
0: Interesting. I, I definitely agree with you um, that um, like Aaron, like Aaron Baines, is always like if he's if he has the minutes. Like he gets, he just gets you the stats that you need from that particular position. Like I, I like Aaron. I've always liked Aaron Baines really.
1: Yeah. And so I, I, I just think that those two um, are just two interesting, two interesting guys, two interesting names, two guys I've been keeping an eye on. Boucher um, is 17th per game, but he's only playing 21 minutes a game. A lot of that has to do with, he kind of got spicy and blocked seven shots in a game. Um, but I think the blocks are real. Like, he averaged one block a game in thirteen minutes last year.
0: Yeah, well he I mean he did against the Spurs. Um what I like to see is that it was this was a close game. And sure he had those seven blocks, like everybody's gonna see that. And I think everybody's gonna go out and pick up anybody who gets seven blocks, right? Um and you should you should go get Chris but like other than like if Bismack Biavo got seven blocks, I'd be like, Holy shit, that's cool. He's playing more, I'll pick him up for a little bit. But like Chris Bouchet's got staying power. Um and he's he, he is in his prime, he's like 27. i think He played 28 minutes in a in a very close game. Um that's the thing that gives me the most confidence in him moving forward. Uh yeah, I'm with you there. Um a couple other players uh like that I've been seeing is actually someone you mentioned, same game actually. Uh someone you mentioned at the beginning of the season, he's already standard league relevant, Kelden johnson on the spurs getting the starts um derrick white is obviously still out do you think kelton johnson still has staying power after derrick white comes back
1: um that's the hope right i mean he's a young guy a draft pick somebody the spurs reportedly like a lot um So let's hope. I mean, he had a a great game against the Pelicans on Sunday. You know, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He's just a guy who can do a lot in a lot of different categories. And so even if the minutes aren't 31, even if they're like 27, 28, 29, he could quickly become interesting.
0: Yeah, I still think he um, is able to kind of – he's not playing like a ton of minutes. I still think in like bench, high bench limited minutes – um 27 28, 29 he could still provide you standard league relevancy especially if he's going to get those counting stats like block, steals and threes like if he's going to keep those up which those are a bit of play obviously with the small sample size but um he can if he can bump those up just a little bit across the board you know then he's fairly relevant he's standing relevant now that he'll even be standing relevant in those limited minutes
1: yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, George Hill's kind of another guy I think that's going to be like that. Like he might not play 30 minutes every game, but that Thunder team just needs somebody that's going to get some buckets and can make some plays. I think George Hill could be a guy who averages, you know, like 15-16 points. He'll get you some good rebounds, some good assists from a guard and, you know, averages over like a steal a game.
0: Yeah. Um I like him and I know he's boring. I like uh the fact that though he's like he knows what he's doing. Like when he comes in, he gets very efficient minutes. He's still pretty good. And it seems like that role of him coming in and playing decent minutes is going to be there throughout the season. Uh, another guy who's getting minutes, which is right now, I think one of the most important things to look for minutes, is uh your your boy, Tyler Lugins Dort. <laughs> uh, Wait, uh, what?
1: Throw lodges dort?
0: Is that what you Uginst said? Starr, that's his name. No, it is not. Not at all. <laughs> yes, it is. That's how you say it. That's how you pronounce it. Lugens Dort. <laughs> Wait, say Lugens. Lugens Dort. Is that what you're going with? Oh, absolutely. If you can prove it differently.
1: Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. You just are putting the ac- you're putting the accent on the wrong place, but that's okay.
0: Well, you know what? I am from a very. I, I barely passed English. <laughs> uh, I grew. Uh, I, I grew up in the American public uh, education but, system. But Dort, Lou
1: Dort, Beazley, yes. and George Hill are all not really that rostered and worth bry being rostered in the Stanley league. I
0: think. Yes. Yeah. Like, minutes are there for them. I don't. I just don't see what? what's. What, I think what's stopping people is that they don't want to like the ceiling isn't there on those players, right? Every single one of your players doesn't need to have like the highest ceiling in the world, especially if they're not producing. I know well, don't and, drop it, don't drop anybody right away, but still, these are guys to pick up in a couple of weeks when you're tired of your taking a chance on a crappy player. Well, and like, what's the guy you're owning? Like, who,
1: who is that? Like, you can say, oh, well, I believe in this person, but like, if he's not giving you any value, like, it's hard to hold anybody in the standard league that's not giving you anything.
0: Yes. And, That matters. If if you are sitting around waiting for um, Otto Porter to figure it out or him to get the minutes, maybe don't. Maybe go with someone who's playing good minutes like Ludor and getting you good stats like Ludor instead of hoping Otto Porter uh, gets the starting role, which he couldn't even do over a rookie. Yeah, that that was uh,
1: a – Uh, not a good sign
0: for Otto Porter and his health. No, it is not. It's not a good sign for his ability to play basketball. Um, I mean, it's, you know, same with uh, Miles Bridges. Like, it's not a good sign that you didn't win the starting role in Charlotte.
1: Yeah. Another guy is interesting for me that's only owned in 48% of Yahoo leagues, Terrence Ross, guy I feel like is perpetually underrated. Um, no, nobody cares
0: about Orlando players.
1: That's what I mean. I feel like he's going to get some minutes, kind of be that sixth man like he always is, get some good points, some good threes, some decent steals, you know, probably 1.1, 1.2 steals a game. Like that's juicy. Um, just always kind of an underrated guy that should be picked up and owned in a lot more games that
0: he plays than he ever is. Yeah, Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier. It's really weird. It's like when they're on, they're like set like 75 75- ranked player in the league when they're on and they'll be on for a few weeks and then they'll be off for a few weeks just kind of playing bad and they're actually like 150 160 which means by the end of the year they end up being like one you know in that 115 120 range which is a standard league player but when they're sometimes when they're off they just seem like crap players but over the course of your season you're getting a, a, a a very good player they always seem to be Kind of overlooked, it. and I think it's for that reason where it's just like I don't want off week from, Fournier, and it's like, well, that's not really not that's not how it works. You got to take their all if you want. You got to take their off weeks if you're gonna get their on weeks. Oh yeah, I'm with you there for sure. Uh, let's talk about some players. Maybe maybe it's time. I know I don't want to panic. I don't want to be. Um, I guess too. Too reactionary when it comes to dropping players. But I have a feeling that there are a handful of players out there um, that are rostered in a lot of leagues that should be probably dropped sooner, if not later. And uh, I would say on the sooner side of that uh, equation... Kind you know, I'm kinda looking at um I hate to say it. But um Tyler Hero. He's rostered in ninety percent of leagues on Yahoo. Uh I like Tyler Hero. I think he's got a really crafty fun game during the regular season. He he's going to just kind of be a guy who gets some threes and some points and really like what's more like, how is Evan Fournier or Terrence Ross not better than Tyler hero?
1: Oh, they definitely are. I mean, Hero's just, uh, like you mentioned it, he's another one of those guys, like no steals, no blocks, there's threes, there's points, there's some okay rebounds and there's an assist or two a game. And that's it. Like, that's just not, that's, a, that's a ceiling. Right, that's like a, a guy who's outside the top one hundred at all times for the most part, and you could stream that spot and get much better value.
0: Absolutely, you—that's you, a guy. Do not like—he's young. You saw him in the bubble. Cool, good for you. So did everybody else. He has great basketball skills. i, I think he's great actually as overall player. Um, you can drop him. You can drop him, in, and I, I would say don't hold on to players like that with low, low ceilings when Darius Garland or somebody else who's like got a hot hand is sitting on the waiver wire. Like, don't don't wait. Just just drop them and move on.
1: Yeah, another guy though that like like here's a guy who's available in some leagues that you probably pick up, and and it's like, would you rather have Keldon Johnson or him? Like, even Keldon Johnson, like it's a shot at something that's much better than whatever Tyler hero is, is going to be at his ceiling. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of move I think some people make the mistake of with their last player is like, just keep taking shots on, on somebody that's doing good right now.
0: Uh, Wait, what, what, what do you got to lose? Nothing, nothing at all. All right, um, who, who anybody else in that in that frame that you see here? I'm kind of looking through the list. You know what? A guy who's
1: already perturbing me. This is doesn't really have to do with drop me dropping him yet, but he's just irking me. It's Kevin Love? He missed the first uh, game. He came back, missed another game. Now, like what? What's Kevin Love doing? Man, he's got to get it together here. Get on the court. Um, Kevin Love's going to be good, but he's just been irking me the last couple of days. Um, I missed the game yesterday because. Uh, of course, he didn't get put in until after I'd already set my lineup. And then he's back today, and I had to take him off the injury, and then he's out again. <laughs> so that was one of the ones that just kind of perturbed I me. Mean, that's, that's you know, just those machinations sometimes um, can be a problem. Another guy maybe we should talk about. This is an injury guy, Spencer Dinwiddie. Did you see this? No, oh, what happened? This is a fairly new injury. He left the game against the Hornets today with a right knee sprain. You don't like to hear right knee sprain.
0: No, no, I do not. Oh no, that's terrible news.
1: Um, yeah. So in the third quarter, he drove to the basket, planted, and his right planted his right leg. <sighs> oh, this is a sense. In the third quarter of Sunday's game, then when he drove against Bismack Biombo and planted his right leg awkwardly, Dimly was on the floor grabbing his right knee for several seconds before he limped to the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Says Malika Andrews from ESPN in her. Very wonderfully written article that I could not read because I'm not the sharpest tool in the
0: shed. Um, don't sell yourself short, Tyler. Um, that's the bad news. That's the bad news for Spencer Dinwiddie. So, that he is the question. bad news for Karis
1: Levert. Here's a question If you're in a weekly league, we might not know before you have to set your lineup. What are you doing with Dinwiddie? You dropping him?
0: I, yeah. Almost, yes, 100%.
1: Yeah, I think you have to. Too. He's not going to be that. He's not going to be that good to begin with. And now he might be out for multiple weeks. So, um, and we don't know that yet. But I would just drop him. I would just move on and pick up somebody else.
0: Uh, as would I. Uh, a couple other people I'd probably move on from as well uh, is uh, Davis Bertrand's. I I like Davis Bertrand's. I like him as a fantasy player. He's been playing twenty minutes a game. Yeah, and
1: I think Washington. some of that, some of that is a minutes limit. So Maybe. I was, not, you might be right I was, about that. I was not listening to Washington's broadcast. Which sometimes if you listen to the local team; they know, they obviously know a little bit better about what's going on. I was listening to Philly's broadcast with that first game, and they said that he was on a minutes limit because of an injury.
0: He is on a twenty minutes uh, minutes limit. Okay, that's why he's playing twenty minutes. I stand correct. Hey, if you didn't know that. Then now you do. So, and now I do too. Um, yeah, I was kind of like worried about him, but I have not been watching watching Washington. Actually, uh, on the flip side of that, uh, I kind of now I kind of like Davis portraits.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and so he's a Poison 3 streamer type guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, in twenty minutes a game, he's averaging three threes and and twelve points. I got him.
0: I kind of like him a lot. I was like, I was like, if you're not playing on this garbage team, you, something's wrong. But now, uh, flip flip that around, everybody.
1: Yeah. So uh, he's the guy. I'd Probably hold. You gotta just kind of. Uh, live through the next week or two where like, you know, maybe next week he's up to 25 and then the, the week after that, he's probably up to his full workload, which is I, um, some of those guys, you just got to wait it out. Especially if they, they you know, they're just coming back from injury. You just kind of got to wait it out.
0: I definitely. I definitely hold him then. Uh, but I uh, would you hold Brandon Clark?
1: Oh, what is going on with Brandon Clark? That's a question not in sure. my life. Not playing a lot of
0: minutes. Uh, not, not playing. With people kind of out
1: of- too. That's, That's the weird part. It's like they're not an exceptionally healthy team right now. Um, I'm worried about Brandon Clark. It would depend on what's on my waiver wire, I think, though. Of course. Because he's a guy with a lot of upside, right? So, like, I don't hate holding on to him if the next best guy on my waiver wire is, like, I don't know, who plays 20 minutes a game for the Bulls.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Kobe
1: White? (laughs) Well, I might rather have Kobe White than him. but uh, Yeah, Clark is just, man, I think he's going to be good at some point this year. I do too.
0: I really like his fantasy overall game. And that's why I think that's a really hard question. How long do you hold on to somebody who has a really, really nice ceiling but is just not playing? And I would say, like, I don't think I would drop him in week two. I think come week three, though, if this is still the rotation, and you're talking about Triple J coming back in a week or two after that, I, I think he's – he. I mean, you're going to lose him to the waiver wire. Maybe somebody picks him up, but they're going to get the same 23 minutes garbage stats as well. So it's not like you're losing too much. All right, all right. I'm going to ask
1: you right now, players sure. owned less than 50% of Yahoo Leagues, you can have said Brandon Clark or this person. You ready for this? Hear yeah. it. Uh Malik Beasley, who's been pretty
0: darn good. Yeah, I was just I was just contemplating Malik Beasley just today. Um that's what I'm doing with my time. Um I think I'd take Malik Beasley. He's the, the minutes are there and then like the someone's gonna have to take some shots if if Car Anthony Towns is out.
1: I am with you on that, um, Terrence Ross.
0: Ooh, you know what you're getting the from Ross. The funny thing is that I'd I'd actually think it would be Brandon Clark because I know Terrence Ross will still be on my waiver wire when when I need him.
1: That's true. That's that's probably a good point there. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think I I think for overall value though, right now I might rather have Terrence Ross. Mason Plumley,
0: guy we've been talking about. Uh, I'd rather have Mason Plumley. He's doing the things that you want. Uh, well, you know, minus the steals and blocks, I guess. But he's doing the things that you wanted out of Brandon Clark in the first place.
1: There's one that's that's interesting to me that you probably will not like that much. Nick Batum, you're getting it right now. You're getting your Nick Batumness right now. Do you want to keep Clark's upside or Batum's right now-ness?
0: Mm, I don't I know. Think
1: this I think one ma- awesome. matters to me what my team looks like. If I need something right now, like if I can steal a week or two right now, I might go for Batum.
0: If I'm lacing into teams like seven to two, uh, the first two weeks, and I it's not like I'm desperate for, um, you know, sne- sneaking by, then I'll probably just hold on to Brandon Clark.
1: I'm with you, but if you're a team that like it's coming down to it, and you got to win this week, and you need five assists, and Clark is I'm- the worst person that that's you know producing on your roster right now. Maybe you had a really good draft,
0: like. I might do it, man. I might do it. I want to win the week. If I was in a pinch to – yeah, I think that would probably be my line. If I need to – not if I need to win a week, if I wanted to win the week. It was it was 4-5. I'd be like, all right, uh, I'm going to take the – but if I was 5-4, I, mean, I don't know. If I was 6-3, no.
1: Right, and that's the tough That's the tough calls you got to make early in the year, and sometimes they come back to bite
0: you. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um Tyler, I'm looking through I'm looking through the list here of people who um are are, are been rostered, not rostered. And Here's a I, question
1: I have for uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Would you
0: own a Pistons
1: pistons guard?
0: Ooh. Um in a twelve team league.
1: Yeah, because we talked about these three guys a bunch, right? About how they're all sort of interesting and they all sort of do some sort of goodness, but they're all really now splitting the minutes really crazily at like 21 to 25 a game.
0: I don't think I would, but if I did, it would be Delon Wright. Well, see, I think that's a mistake. I was going to say if I would, it would be Derek Rose. Uh, well, I mean, if you're, if you need the scoring, Derrick Rose is definitely good to get them. And as I think we've been saying, like, trying to figure out Killian Hayes and DeLon, right. And they're kind of switching them back and forth. Right. But Derrick Rose is always coming off the bench and he's doing his Derrick Rose thing. All right. Five
1: assists, five assists, like 17, 18 points. Like, yeah, give me, give me that. But there's no
0: defensive stats, which you don't love. Um, Consistency wise. Then maybe you would go Derek Rose, but ceiling wise, I would go with DeLon Wright because if I'm looking for consistency, that's a streamer, that's not someone I would keep on my team. But ceiling, I would keep them on my team. DeLon Wright with 30 minutes a game is something I'm actually very interested in. I don't know if he's going to get that,
1: yeah. And that's that's the question. I don't know, man. I don't, ah, DeLon Wright was so bad for the Mavericks last year, but the steals are always there, man. If he's 30 minutes could be like one and a half a game. That's the situation on. I'm going to keep my eye on, but I don't really want to own any of those players right now.
0: No, I, I don't either. Um, I actually think, you know, when you look at um, the fact that we, we uh, as a bold prediction that was apparently, it turns out, a regular prediction from a podcast past, I said there would be no Detroit Pistons in the top 100. Well, last year there were no Pistons in the top 100 per game, so it's not really a bold prediction at all got jeremy grant just having a really great game the other night um blake griffin also having a great game i i think at the end of the year mason polman is like the top fantasy player on this team blake griffin and jeremy grant i feel like are two guys after an overtime game getting really good stats guys you you, you might want to move
1: I'm with you there. I want him to play Griffin after he has a good game anytime he's on my
0: roster. Beginning of the season, middle of the season, it doesn't matter. He has one good game, just send him out as a tra- as trade bait to every single person in the damn league.
1: Dude, He's the guy, though, that when he gets hurt, I have had a tendency to pick him up.
0: When he comes back
1: and, like, own him for a little bit, wait till he has a couple good games, and then ship him. And actually, there have been years where I've gotten some pretty good players back for Blake Griffin. For for absolute free,
0: like he was absolute free. It's not the worst idea. I um, I like I kind of like that idea uh, a bit. Um, I think that is it for our kind of like. Uh, it's kind of a bit. We're this is a normally the waiver wire. Um, episode, but Cadence will be our week pre. give you into our waiver wire Um, make a do not move any of your top seven round pick students with them you know make anything hasty don't say oh this guy sucks because he doesn't everybody usually players revert to the mean and the other players either get worse or they get better. And actually quite often they get better. They, they quite often don't get worse. Um, so, Oh, here's the last question. Are you ready for this?
1: One game or thing you are watching slash excited to see slash whatever this week.
0: Uh, this week? Um, mm, mm, so for uh, week two. Week two, Week 2 I'm very interested in how teams are handling the back-to-backs. I'm very interested in um, – I have a game circled on my schedule. Really? Um, What game is that?
1: Houston – Sacramento in Houston on Thursday, New Year's Day, 7 o'clock. Don Wall and DeMarcus Cousins expected to return for the Rockets.
0: Ooh, yeah. I'm definitely interested in that. That sounds very intriguing.
1: That's the one if I'm gonna watch one game this week and I will not be watching just
0: one game this week, um, uh-huh.
1: that will be the one
0: All right. nice i like I like that game. I don't know I'll probably the game I want to watch this week is not the bulls, so any game featuring not the bulls and how bad the they bulls are. Wizards, that
1: could be kind of a weird wild shoot outy massive mess yeah
0: I might check that one out actually um i've been I've been watching a little bit uh I like watching the suns. I think I've adopted the Suns as my West Coast team. because The the, the,
1: the Suns played some surprisingly good defense, and that game against the Mavs it was a weird night. But um, they're going to be a fun team for sure. They're definitely going to be a fun
0: I, team. I hope so. I have a lot of stock in DeAndre Ayton, and um, his scoring has been off to a, a slow start. Oh, well, that Dallas game killed him because he couldn't stay on the court. He kept fouling <laughs> yeah. everyone. He fouled right out, and then the second game, he only took about four, maybe five shots. Um, So I think it's a great buy low for DeAndre. I've, I've gotten multiple offers for DeAndre already in in, in the leagues because I've got him in a lot of leagues, and I'm not, I'm not moving from him. I think him and Chris Paul – like, here's the thing. him and Chris Paul, Paul figure it out, but, like, Chris Paul will figure him out. Maybe Aiton won't figure Chris Paul out, but that doesn't actually necessarily need to happen because Chris Paul is, while a dickhead – Uh, One of the smartest brains in the entire uh, league and maybe in the history of the league. And I think he will eventually figure out how to run a a fairly unstoppable pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, that's a team.
1: If they they stay healthy, they're going to keep getting
0: better. You know what I mean? Like they're just going to keep improving. And Ayton's shooting threes. He's getting rebounds, so it's like the things that he should be good at anyway. He's, it's not like he's bad across the board. He's at least getting some good things. He just needs to put it all together, get those points, get some blocks in there. Um, no, I think I think it'll be just just fine. So I'll be watching. I'll be watching the Suns, hoping DeAndre Aiden has like a. He just turns into like a forty and fifteen guy by the end of this by the by week two yeah by week two well
1: come on I was gonna ask if you wanted to put a bet down on the Dallas and and uh, Chicago game coming up this week but I'm assuming these with your Bulls hot takes here and you're not interested in that
0: absolutely not I just saw how they play uh how they play quote-unquote play defense and the answer is they don't Kobe White and Zach (laughs) Levine as your front court seems like a bad idea when your your shot uh block like your block uh, shot stopper is oh, Lowry like, Martin.
1: Here's what the listeners can do tweet us and say how many points that I have to give Mike in this bet for, him to, for it to be fair. How many points do the Bulls get plus what when they play
0: Dallas on Sunday, January 3rd? Plus 20. Is it plus 25? Uh, tweet <laughs> at Tyler or me. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Find me at Watch the Boxes. Uh guys, if you support the show, uh hit us up, rate and review us, send us the amount of uh the the point spread that needs to be f- that would be fair for me to actually bet against Tyler for the Bulls versus Dallas. Um if you like the show, you want to hear more, you want to hear in-depth box score stuff, go to patreon.com slash the boxes, subscribe. You get exclusive in-depth box score, uh ahead of, ahead of the week preview, ahead of the uh Uh, ahead of the waiver wire discussions that we have on the regular podcast. Shout out to our Patreons, um Drive Fantasy as well. Use that promo code WTB to get that bonus and hashtag basketball.com. Our sponsors um go there for the like great just still great the best calendar best planning calendar for your week ahead in fantasy on the internet period. Not even close. You uh I've paid for some sites to uh, provide me with uh, fancy basketball um, data information this is still the best calendar uh, even if you're paying you know 100 200 dollars a month don't do that don't pay 200 dollars a month that's insane I, even even i didn't do that hashtag basketball.com is all the tools are free the tools are free go check them out they're a great site and they've been a great sponsor to us tyler do you have anything to plug before we go uh, no man that's it it is Definitely it. We will see you all very soon.